0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another great day for freedom with me is a lovely Ferrari.
1: Hello.
0: And we're going to be a little bit more upbeat today because, well, you know what, just because we want to.
1: Instead of complaining about everything that's happening today, um, we have decided that today, um, because as I was doing the podcast schedule for the week, I was looking for things that happened, you know, on certain days in history and... According to onthisday.com, December 1st was a big day in history for many reasons and it was all about progress.
0: Yes you know, now the, it's a
1: great big beautiful tomorrow.
0: <laughs> I, I, lo- I love that ride. but to be to be fair, we did we did a lot of fact checking and some of these December 1st may kind of just be a date that was thrown out kind of like when you sign up for email. And you don't really want to put your birth date so you just pick like one one 70, 1952 72 you know? or whatever yeah 52 whatever um but regardless um you want you want to start this off or? um
1: sure yeah so i mean obviously there there were hundreds of things that happened on a december 1st but I wasn't going to go back to the 1600s or anything. I just figured modern history. Yeah,
0: I think that that be
1: good. So the first one that I picked, and it's now over 100 years ago. In 1913, Henry Ford institutes the assembly line for production of vehicles.
0: Now, with a number of these, I I want to point out, too. um, and, And well, you know what? I'll get to what I'm about to say, because I know you got more you want to say about that. So
1: Oh, I mean, if you had something...
0: No, go for no, it. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, this is actually from corporate.ford.com. They have the most concise information um, that a common myth is that Henry Ford invented the automobile. That is not true. What he did is implement the moving assembly line in the production, in the automobile manufacturing process. Um, In 1913 is when he became successful at doing this um, at his Highland Park assembly plant. Um, So instead of workers working on a vehicle and getting it all, all the parts put on it, the frame, the motor, the wheels, and everything, and working on one vehicle, and then, okay, that one's done, working on the next one, there would be a group or certain individuals that would put the frame on and then the car would be pulled down a conveyor belt or a line in the factory and then the wheels would be put on and then this would be put on. And so certain workers had certain jobs and what it did is it made it so that the model T was now built in less than 90 minutes instead of spending hours on one vehicle one vehicle could be done in ninety minutes, and you've got a line of them being worked on behind that one that's completed. So. Well,
0: and I think one of the fascinating things is and this: mentions at first it was pulled by a rope, yeah, and later it became a, a simple moving chain mechanism. Actually, pretty similar to how roller coasters go mm-hmm. up, uh, uh, you know, go up a hill. But one of the things that's mentioned on here because, you know, coming from Buffalo, Buffalo was a was a was a was a steel town. Mm-hmm. Um and there was a number of 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 car factories uh that were based in Buffalo. As a matter of fact, for the longest time, you know, uh you know, bars in Buffalo would close at four so they could clean and then open back up at eight o'clock in the morning for people that got off the night shift mm-hmm. at these car assembly lines so they could have a beer or two and uh you know go home and go to sleep and get ready to go to work the next day um pretty much if you lived in buffalo you either had someone in your family that worked it, it it you know on a car line or a friend of yours had somebody everybody or, you knew
1: know. somebody who worked for one of the car companies yeah um and this may not have been exactly in 1913 but they do mention on here that what was happening with workers is they were getting bored Yes, working on was, the assembly line. Yes.
0: That was a complaint from almost everyone that I knew that worked there, like someone's father or whatever, they, they were, they were bored off their ass. But again, what would, it, what, what that did actually, and I don't know if it actually goes into this, but what it did is it started making uh, the car companies more competitive because they would end up having to pay them more money, and whoever paid you more money, you know, it's a kind of the same way I look at it. I might hate whatever job I'm doing, mm-hmm. but if you pay me enough money, I'm still not going to like it, but I'm going to shut up and do it. Mm-hmm. You know, because again, money money dictates how it happens, and and that actually happened with 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 the car industry.
1: Yeah. You know? At at the time, what happened was is Henry Ford actually. Um, used profit sharing um, and made it so that workers were getting paid $5 a day. We're talking about the the early 1900s, guys. $5 a day at the time was a lot of money. It doubled their daily wage. Um, And it's interesting, this is kind of comparing to today, is that it was widely believed that the move would quickly bankrupt the company... And the opposite occurred. Mechanics around the country headed to Detroit in pursuit of high wages. And Henry Ford stated, we believe in making 25,000 men prosperous and content rather than follow the plan of making a few slave drivers in our establishment multimillionaires. So if Henry Ford was alive today, he would tell all of these multimillionaires and billionaires, stop hoarding your wealth and pay your workers more.
0: That's debatable. And I only say that because there's been a number of instances where Henry Ford had no problem flaunting his wealth while people were working literally to the bone. And again, safety is has always oh, been yeah. a huge issue in these factories. And a lot of times these factories would skirt on safety issues mm-hmm. um, because of money. Uh, so while I agree with you, kind of, I don't know if Ford would necessarily take that approach now. You know? I think
1: it, it. Well, I think what it is is that he would look at you know productivity because that's that's what he did. Is he was able to make Ford a twenty four hour operation by creating three eight hour shifts. Yes. And yeah. you know, okay, your shift is over. Bring in the next crew. And so they could just keep the assembly line going 24 hours a day. Yeah,
0: and they, and again, it, it, you know, the assembly line is, uh, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. At the time, it was, it was, it was a great thing, but now it's, 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 been switched because a lot of people's positions on an assembly line now have been replaced by robotics Mm -hmm. and so it still is a good thing for the consumer because the consumer at that point you know supply and demand Mm -hmm. you know if 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 it was going to take a whole day to make a vehicle one vehicle you know then you're going to have a huge supply uh, or a huge demand rather and very low supply mm-hmm. uh, and vehicles would be incredibly expensive where now uh, that's not really a problem. Unfortunately, vehicles still are incredibly expensive,
1: mm-hmm. uh, but
0: that's because greed has, has moved into corporate yeah. America.
1: At the time with the model T um, implementing the um, assembly line dropped the actual price for the car in 1908 the car sold for 825 dollars by 1925 it was only 260 dollars which made it so that the people who were working for ford could actually afford to buy one and increased you know his bottom line really i mean it was it, it was good all around um, I don't it, want to spend too much time, but go ahead
0: and finish. No, no, no. You're right. At the time, it, it was great. I mean, now you you see assembly lines in in almost everything. You have a TV, guaranteed. It was built on assembly line. You have a computer, guaranteed assembly mm-hmm. line. Your 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 cell phone, guaranteed, was was put together, for, for, you know, through an assembly line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I could go on and on and on. So. Um, it, it 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 was a good thing. It still is in wide use, and much wider use today mm-hmm. than uh, when it first started. Um, you know, and and it it's hard to say that it actually is keeping costs down. You would like to think that it is, um, but nobody's really looked at because nobody nobody's going to honestly tell you, you know, how much something would be if they didn't have the assembly
1: line. They they That's just true. won't. Well, they might not be able to even figure that out because figuring out how to make one item, you know, at a time, I don't think anybody would ever go back to that unless it's, you know, a handcrafted item. No, they wouldn't. Know.
0: Because even the parts that they use are built, like the circuit boards, are, mm-hmm. are on an assembly line. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Um. So in 1936, supposedly December 1st, Bell Labs tested coaxial cable for TV use. And in fact-checking this, what we figured out is that the in 1936, the I don't know if this was on December 1st, because that would have been the Summer Olympics, um, but the first closed-circuit transmission of TV pictures on coaxial cable from the 1936 Summer Olympics... Um, but also what we figured out was probably what it means is that AT&T completed in December running coaxial telephone and television cable between New York and Philadelphia, which made it so that it could transmit 240 telephone calls simultaneously. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about coaxial cables? Well, like not too long, but... Coaxial
0: cable... is, is, you know, it was important then because at that point in time, they they really didn't have anything comparable that could carry the uh, bandwidth wasn't really a word used back then. But if you picture it now, it couldn't carry the bandwidth that it does now. Um, And to be honest, over the past uh, 10 to 20 years, Coaxial cable actually is kind of not it's not being phased out, but it's slowly kind of being pushed to the side for fiber optic because you can have interference with coaxial cable, but at the time it was it was it was really an astounding breakthrough. Um, my only issue with with anything regarding the coaxial cable, Or many of the things that Bell Labs did at that point in time was, I would probably say 75% of it was stuff that Alexander Graham Bell stole from Nikola Tesla. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Tesla ever gets the credit, well not ever, but he rarely gets the credit that he deserves for inventing things that, that we affect you know, well, we it's unfortunate
1: today. that, you know, we grew up in Buffalo, so we knew how important he was. Yes. Um, but most people don't realize how much he actually contributed because...
0: You wouldn't have Wi-Fi, you yeah. wouldn't have cell phones, you wouldn't and it, have...
1: And it took how long? I mean, he that was in the late 1800s, and, and it's only been the last probably 10 to 20 years that he's really gotten... The credit, yes, for what he's done, and
0: it's a shame because the stuff that he, the, the stuff that Nikola Tesla invented, and look, it was important enough for the government to actually steal his steal his his notes and his files. Um, mm-hmm. y- you know that that tells you that the guy was on to something, and unfortunately, I, yes, I realize it's supposed to be about coaxial cable and Bell Labs. I right. have a soft spot in my heart for Nikola Tesla because, honestly. He's one of the very few people that I look up to because he wasn't inventing this to get rich. And mm-hmm. that's evident. He died poor
1: in, in of, a, yeah. a poor house. Yeah. We we could probably do a podcast about Tesla. I'd love um, to do
0: a podcast on yeah. Tesla.
1: So guys, if any of this stuff interests you, please let us know. We can expand on this. I, w- I would love to not have to complain about politicians.
0: No, I yeah, love you know. to do one on Tesla. as a matter of fact. When I when 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 we you know when I taught after school science, I would routinely mention Tesla and teach about Tesla because and those kids had no idea about Tesla. They'd heard the name, but that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And some of the kids had only heard the name because of the band, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Know, um, but but I love teaching about Tesla because because again he was so important. Into the development of of, of science and especially uh, energy uh, and communications and things like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, according to OnTheStay.com, also in 1936 on December 1st, um, they said it was the U.S. patent for hydroponic plants. Um, but what I kind of found out, there had been patents before for some hydroponic equipment. It looks like what they're talking about is that this um, W.F. Garricky... He actually obtained a U.S. patent in 1933 for a fertilizing unit for growing plants in water. But it looks like in 1936, Garricky and J.R. Travernetti of the University of California published an account of the successful cultivation of tomatoes in a water and nutrient solution. So um hydroponics now are a really big deal
0: actually if you want to see something really cool that shows an example hydroponics and i god i hate them recommending this but they do an amazing job at it if you go to epcot there is a Mm -hmm. there i think it's an epcot there's a ride uh you're you're i think you're in a almost like a boat boat type thing but they show how they grow a lot of the plants that are used in the restaurants at Walt Disney World. I don't know if they have one in Disneyland, but in, in Walt Disney World. And they have a whole huge hydroponic setup. And they, they, they show how they do it. And it's it really, it's amazing um, to see how they're growing things using hydroponics In
1: the fishies <laughs> um, and,
0: and yeah. And using fish waste as fertilizer and things like that. It's, it really is amazing. Um, and of course, anybody that's smoked hydroponic weed realizes <laughs> that it's amazing. Um, not that I, <clears throat> <clears throat>
1: not that we know, not that I know that. anything
0: about that. Uh, but if I did, I would prefer hydroponics.
1: Uh, all right, very important day, December first,
0: nineteen fifty-three. Okay, yeah. See, here, okay.
1: This, uh, why are you Why are you blushing? Uh, I'm not. Well, no, you, you know what? I'm, why Why I'm, are I'm you only, blushing? I'm it's only Marilyn Monroe. I, I mean, yes, Marilyn. Monroe. It's only Playboy.
0: No, <laughs> you know why I'm blushing about that? Is is because honestly, it it, it was. It was it was a mixed bag. On one hand, it was it was a great idea. It was a magazine marketed strictly towards men. Mm-hmm. For men, their their articles was, were geared towards men. Obviously, their pictorials were geared towards men. Um, and it was meant to it, it it was meant for the sophisticated man is, is pretty much how it was put. Which is funny because you go into any old ratty car shop and there's like old centerfolds with guys that are picking lint out of their belly button with their greasy fingers that just worked on your car. Um that being said, Playboy was what there there were other magazines that showed nude women. And, you know, uh, Penthouse being, uh, the major competitor for Playboy, but Playboy had a lot of firsts. Um, uh, yeah, um, well, this
1: first edition had, um, Marilyn Monroe and those are pictures that Hugh Hefner had bought and published, you know, that, you know, it wasn't necessarily with Marilyn Monroe's permission, um, but, I mean, it sold a lot of magazines.
0: It did. And <laughs> one of the things with Playboy, as opposed to some of the other magazines that were out there, is they they prided themselves on tasteful nudity. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, is well, actually, I'm not going to get what I mean by that. If you don't understand what I mean by that, I am not the one that's going to explain it to you. Go, go, go ask if you don't understand tasteful nudity, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um we'll put it that way. I swear enough where you probably shouldn't be listening to it. Um but they did do a lot of firsts. Um they were one of Actually, I think they were the very first magazine to feature a a a a, 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 a nude black woman. Uh, mm-hmm. Um the first black playmate was uh, Jennifer Jackson uh, uh, not related to the Jacksons you mm-hmm. know and that was in March 1965 and when it came out uh, th- this shows you how far is a is a country we've come because a lot of their their subscribers dropped their subscriptions after that um, and and now you know okay white black oriental who, who cares if that's, if that's your thing, good, go for it. And to be honest, Jennifer Jackson was beautiful. Mm Um, I mean, I I rarely, I'm not, you know, the 1965 look doesn't really do much for me, but she was a very beautiful woman. Um, they're, they're also, you know, they, they were competing with penthouse. So they were one of the first, uh, 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 magazines, to feature pubic hair, you know, in in a magazine. And that mm-hmm. was uh Liv Lindland and that was I believe in 197 August 1972. Um they also, you know, they've had triplets a couple different times. There was triplets from Puerto Rico in November 93 and then you had I think it was in 1998, December 1998, you had the Dom triplets. Um You know,
1: well, and they're just they they became Playboy became a a pop culture, you know, phenomenon. I mean, they had the 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 Playboy Clubs. Um, How many how many women have dressed up as a Playboy Bunny for Halloween? Yes. and Well,
0: in the sad thing, the Playboy Clubs, unfortunately, they and I remember by the Buffalo Airport, there was a Playboy Club and they they you know, even as a kid. Just because of the name, I I wanted, I wanted to go into one, right. and of course, as a kid, it, there was no way I was getting right. into one. But, um, it's if I remember correctly, I don't think there were strippers or anything like that. It was just you know, women dressed up as Playboy bunnies, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, but it kind of ran its its course because at that point, then stripper clubs became popular and you weren't going to be able to compete with that, you know, not unless playboy wanted to in their mind. And I agree with them lower themselves to be like that type of a bar. And they didn't want to be that type of an establishment. Right?
1: Um, Wasn't playboy one of the first ones to have their own technical like subscription channel.
0: Yes. uh, The, the playboy channel, which still, um, although it's not as popular and it's more difficult to find now, Mm -hmm. but they, they were one of the very first, if not the first, um, to have their own subscription channel on, on cable. Um, I, I remember as a little kid, you know, turning on the Playboy channel and trying to see in between the squiggly lines because it was scrambled. You know, um, but, but again, to be fair, not all of it,
1: you know, you hear that. It wasn't like a lot of nudity. It was, you know, the girl, they would be in Playboy bunny costumes or, or, you know, in swimsuits or whatever, but it was, it was geared towards, you know, men who just wanted to see beautiful women. Well, and
0: now, I mean, recently, and again, I I know we got some more to cover, so I, and Mm -hmm. I know we're probably putting more into this, but again, The impact that Playboy had on society really can't be understated. Um, When they went, and it was just within the past five years ago, I believe it was, five, ten years ago, they went where they weren't going to have nude women in there anymore. And they quickly realized that was a mistake, Mm -hmm. and they went back to what they are now. The problem is, is magazines and things like that, they don't sell as well because you can get them online. Mm-hmm. Uh, Playboy actually has embraced their online presence as well. I mean, they, they, they have, you know, uh playmate of the month for their online mm-hmm. v- magazine, which is different than their print magazine as well. Um, so, I mean, again, it, it's, it really, people can say whatever they want about Hugh Hefner, but the fact is, he really was an icon, and and he did, in his own way, changed America. And you know, there's plenty of women that have an issue with 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 what he did. To be honest, he empowered women. Um, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I realize there's women that are going to disagree with me on that, and that's fine. That's that's their opinion. But so
1: many women celebrities got their start as playmates. Yes. You know, and I mean, whatever you want to say about people, but I mean, well, Carmen Electra, Jenny McCarthy, Anna Nicole Smith, um, God, Pamela Anderson. I mean, you know,
0: they, a lot of them did. And and then there was a lot of celebrities just that that decided, uh, um, to pose for them just because they wanted to do something different, mm-hmm. you know, um, and typically speaking they respected their privacy okay well if they didn't want 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 you know uh uh uh, their lower half you know shown you know Mm -hmm. and 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 they just wanted the brush shown, they would work with the photographers to make to to make it right yeah you know hugh hefner there's a lot you know there there are some sketchy things with hugh hefner i'm not going to say that he was you know a perfect person by any means Mm -hmm. but He did do a lot to empower women and and he also did an amazing job at meshing the celebrity side with his own brand because it got to the point where if you were invited to a Playboy party... It wasn't an orgy. I, I, I mean, don't no, get me but it wrong. Was, it, was si- it was a happen. status
1: symbol, you know, exactly. you, you were cool enough to go to the playbook. And place. whether
0: you were male or female, you wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Now the magazine is kind of geared towards both sexes because mm-hmm. they realize that women do read it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's a sign of the times where I, I can tell you right now from other magazines, they don't necessarily approach it that way. They might show two women in a pictorial, but they're not, they're gearing it more towards men. Where Playboy kind of now tries to gear towards both sexes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, but now we move on to something that's just as important, if mm-hmm. not more so.
1: Completely on the other end of the spectrum. I mean, um, a, 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 you know, a very important woman, um, December 1st, 1955 in Montgomery, Alabama, mm-hmm. Rosa Parks rejected bus driver James Blake's order to vacate a row of seats in the colored section in favor of a white passenger once the white section was filled. And everybody knows about Rosa Parks. Um, I hope that people understand how important... You know, she wasn't the only person who stood up... Like, who... I don't want to say stood like because she didn't stand up. That was the whole point: is that she continued no. to sit, but no, she metaphorically stood up for black people. Her actions, though, encouraged
0: others to 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 take that stance of civil disobedience. Yes, and uh, uh, you know, again, uh, it. it it's sad because we're getting to the point where, where we're slowly moving back backwards. Uh, and that, that's a shame because there were many lives lost in, in the battle, um, to, to show that, that, uh, um, you know, it doesn't matter what color you are
1: yeah in the battle for equality i mean
0: everyone's equal and 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 it sucks because in a way we start seeing ourselves slowly moving backwards now and it it you know martin luther king is an important person nobody should sit there and 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 take that away um what Rosa Parks did, uh, she she really is a a hero uh, and should be hailed as such.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and she did other acts of activism too. You know yes. she you know it. it you, we're we're not going to go into everything because we've got you know several more things to cover. But I mean, if you don't know how important Rosa Parks is, you need to get online and read. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it really is. I mean.
0: Especially now, because in, in, if you live in a red state, they're they're not going to teach you about it in school. Yeah. So mm-hmm. do your research. Um, it, it's it's really important that that we learn about our own history.
1: Hmm. Um. According to OnTheStay.com, dot com, in nineteen fifty nine, what they said is that the first color photo of Earth from space, which is wrong. Um, The first color photo of Earth from space wasn't until 1967. Yep. But what I'm thinking they're talking about is that late 1959 is when satellites started sending photographs of the Earth back. Um, So it may not be exactly December 1st, but... That's when the satellites were actually able to capture photographs and transmit them back to Earth. Well, so, I think that's what they're talking. And this about.
0: is a really that it, it's a really confusing topic because there was uh, um y- you know uh, uh really grainy images and then they start clearing up and mm-hmm. uh there there was only I think at one point uh, until recently there was only one picture of the full Earth um yeah that was widely known i'm not saying that it wasn't taken i'm not saying it wasn't yeah it wasn't distributed but but now more and more are coming out there's a lot of photos that nasa has that they just haven't released yeah that the astronauts have taken um and so it, it's it really is an important thing um to, to see, I, I realize there's some people they are going to say that we never landed on the moon. Mm. Yeah, no, we're, blah, not, we're not going to get into that right but, now. But, but it, it is really important because honestly, and you could talk to any astronaut that that has been on the moon or has been in space. And they will tell you that when you look down on the earth, you realize how insignificant you truly are when you look at that whole planet why do we fight because there's really no reason to we're we're all on the same ball of mud yeah you know well
1: mostly it's water but well
0: yeah well that's why i said mud
1: yeah okay A mm-hmm. mud
0: and dirt kind of mix
1: <laughs> you know um well speaking of of earth or terrain um I think we figured out what the December 1st 1978. So it's on the state.com said December 1st 1978 Jimmy Carter President Carter more than doubled the US National Park system. Um, the Parks National Parks and Recreation Act of 1978 looks like he actually signed it into law November 10th of 1978 but what you figured is that it took effect December 1st, 1978
0: was when... That's what I'm thinking. Like,
1: you know, like, things were actually put into motion. Like, more park rangers and more land was, you know, actually, you know, staked out as, no, this is national park and you can't develop on it and everything like that. So, um, this is really important because, especially in the 70s, is when a lot of land started to be developed. And, I mean, we see this now. It's actually kind of gross. Like, even when I've been, like, walking around and, and driving around, like, we've been living in this area for 15 years. And it's way more developed than it was 15 years ago. And, and it's, to hear from people who lived here their whole lives, like, seeing condos spring up all over the beach and, and stuff it, like that. It's and, not
0: as clean, either. I mean, yeah. like I said, at one point in time... You would you know the place to move in Florida was the Gulf Coast
1: mm-hmm. because
0: the water was cleaner and everything else I don't know if you can really say that anymore because red tide is has happened what Carter did was actually incredible Carter's done a lot of things that 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 were very important he might not have been the best president in the world
1: but for the environment but
0: but, but once he left the presidency what he you know and, and he wasn't The present, any you know, the the current president at the time, he has done a lot of work, um, to 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 help improve the country as a whole, um, and it's I I I can honestly say when 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 Carter, you know, uh, passes away, uh, because he's still alive as far as I know, um. You better check that. <laughs> yeah, I better check that. I, I know. I know he got sick at one He was point, really
1: sick. Um, but, 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 but. no, I mean, just for the environment um, and making sure that this country doesn't become a concrete jungle all the way across, um, he's done so much. And, I mean, he's done so much work for um, people as a humanitarian, you know. And, no,
0: he's still, he's okay. 98.
1: okay. I, I think cuz he was so sick I I got worried. Um, oh, no,
0: he's he's 98. No, he's still alive.
1: Okay. Yeah, he's he's an old man, but um, you know, he was I, I think he still Well, probably not now, but he in the last few years would go out and build houses, you know, for people who needed housing and
0: Oh, yeah, he broke his hip. That's what it
1: yeah, was. Yeah, well, but that was in
0: 2019, it. and he's still alive. I mean, yeah. that, and, and So, I mean, that alone speaks volumes because... But I'm sorry. go No, ahead.
1: it's okay. I was just talking about, like, him building houses and... Yes, you know,
0: and he would actually get out there and do it. It wasn't just that he started. And he recently, actually,
1: I mean, yeah. like, you know, probably before he broke his hip. But, you know, he was doing it well into his old senior year, so... I yeah, mean, well, and now,
0: I mean, like I said, I he... he probably is helping a lot now so i mean again i I realize republicans hate carter and 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 that's great but quite honestly screw you um carter's done more than most of your republicans have Mm -hmm. um and maybe maybe not when he was president to be honest as a president i don't think he was all that good uh but afterwards all the work that he's done uh, overshadows his presidency by by far Mm
1: -hmm. um the last um day that I have for the last event, um, December 1st 1982, the first artificial heart um, being implanted into a human being which yeah. the one article said it was December 2nd but we figured out that the operation probably started on December 1st and carried over to December 2nd it
0: because... W- it was a long operation. Yeah, I, I, it was um, so
1: complicated. I
0: don't ex- I don't remember exactly how long it was and I don't know if it actually says but i I do know it was a long operation anytime you're you're doing a, an operation like that for the very first time mm-hmm. um it's gonna be a long one um, yeah
1: well, and it's it's just important because it's such an advancement in medicine,
0: yes, now to be fair, we don't really use the artificial heart anymore. There are, but but it did lead towards advances in 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 taking someone off of, um, but like let's say they, they need a heart transplant and you need to actually put them on a a uh, life support system. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it made advances in that. It made advances because sometimes the actual valves in the heart don't work well now. We can either create them. A lot of times they will use pig valves mm-hmm. um, from pigs, uh, but we we can make them artificially. And the goal is that we can make all this artificially and make it well. Um, again, there were uh, a lot of, I, I, I remember again w- with this happening, there was a lot of, of questions um, when I learned about it, about, you know, eth- ethic and you yeah. know, ethically, on whether or not it was it was a good idea because.
1: Well, and unfortunately, that first recipient only lived for 112 days after the surgery,
0: but he still lived for 112 days. And those 112 days allowed us to study what happened. I think the second one lived for over, over, a, y- over a
1: year, I think.
0: Yeah, I yeah. think it was close to two years but it allowed us to study in, in advance. Now, we don't really use that heart anymore, but it helped us improve pacemakers. It helped us improve a lot of different things, not just with the heart, but other organs as well. Um, it, it really was important and groundbreaking. There was, and, and I see you got it up, There there was a movie, and I think this was a movie I seen, it's called Threshold. It was from 1981, but it was a great movie about about everything involving this surgery well um, and this and so this
1: it. actually this movie came out before the surgery, so this is a fictional if we're talking about threshold um but it it does kind of go into the questions of ethics and you know and things like that because um and how your life changes, you know being involved in something so groundbreaking like that. Yeah because people constantly want to you know interview you about it and it kind of defines you as a doctor and as a patient and and things like that um but um yeah I'm sure that there are documentaries also um about it was it was called Jarvik 7 the the first artificial heart
0: well, cuz uh, yeah uh, the doctor designed it in his last Jarvik, Jarvik
1: yeah um but yeah, I just thought I. So, really, this whole podcast, when it just kind of came about organically because I was looking for ideas for a political podcast. And it just so happened that when I went on December 1st on On This Day, it just seemed like there was a lot of progress in society, in medicine, in, you know. Um, civil rights, in technology, World. and you know. So, and whether or not all of them were exactly on December 1st, I think the whole point of us doing the political podcast, A Great Day for Freedom, is that what we need in this society is freedom to create progress.
0: Well, you know. You need to be the change that you want to see. Yes. And if you're content with how everything's going right now, which really is not Or if you want things good, to go
1: backwards.
0: Then that's the change that you want, and you have to suffer the consequences for it. Um, if, on the other hand, you, you, you want to see improvement and progress, you have to push for that. You know, it's not... Nobody's going to do it for you, you know. Um, you know, for a long time, society in the United States, in particular, but society as a whole, always thought their government would take care of them. No, I, I. If COVID didn't prove that to you, and I know there's people that are going to disagree with this, but that's because they don't know how other countries handled it if COVID didn't prove to people that your government really is not going to truly take care of you, you're pretty much on your own on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, I I, I don't know what will. I I will say this, you know, um, as far as, and and since I mentioned COVID, it was a pandemic. We knew there was going to be a pandemic. We knew it was going to come. We weren't sure when, when we, when we finally had a heads up that one was, probably coming we didn't do anything about it until it was too late there's going to be another pandemic we don't know when we don't know what it is we don't know how bad but there will be one i would rather if that's going to happen that i love and care for the people around us not sit there and you know tell tell my kid, look, no, I don't want you, I mean not that we have kids, but if we had kids, I don't want to tell him or her no you you can't learn about Rosa Parks, you can't learn about Martin Luther King, you can't learn about you know uh uh the marches you 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 can't learn about science you can't. no be the change that you want to see in the world, and if you honestly want to see violence, then Please, the one thing I ask before you take that step with violence, go and get help first. And if after you get help, you still decide that you wanna just go and be violent, I can't stop you and nobody else can. But at least you made the attempt to get help because that's where this world seems to be going right now. And it's sad, It, it really is sad when you look at how much progress we've made in just 100 years, and now we're going backwards. So I'm glad we did the podcast. Yes, I still have very strong political feelings on things, but it's not just the government anymore. It's the people too. So um, be the change you wanna make. You know, if you want a better world, it's up to you to make it a better world. That, that. Wow, <laughs> that
1: one, that turned into a bummer.
0: <laughs> no, it's not meant to be a bummer. It, it, it's serious. If you want a better world, it no, that to part is good. It.
1: That part is that part is is positive. Like I, I, it's it's okay. So we we do we hope that you enjoyed this change. In in what we've been doing instead of us, you know, for the most part, complaining about you know the state of of affairs right now.
0: I'm not. Well, I don't. I'm not really complaining about it though. I'm just. I'm. I, I'm. I'm trying to make the point that that we are going backwards, and mm-hmm. and that is sad when you look at how much progress we've ma- made. No, it's it not is. really complaining about it. It's just. It's. It's making the point that instead of making you know taking steps backward as a society, as a whole, we should be taking steps forward. You know? I
1: totally agree with you. I just, your your whole mood dropped (laughs) for the last five minutes. Because it is, it's sad, though, when you think about it. It is sad. It is sad. So, hopefully, everyone who listened to this will go back and read about, you know, things that have happened in the last hundred years and want to make that much progress in society and medicine and technology and civil rights and... And pop culture. I mean, all of that. So um, let us know what you think. Um, let us know if you'd like us to do something like this again. I can, I can do some more research and find some important days in history. Um, we can talk about important people in history, um, important events. Um, and we can still complain about politicians and, you know, what's going on in the world. So um, thank you for listening.
0: Yeah, I yeah. And if I brought anybody down, hey look, I'm I'm sorry. Part of this podcast was meant to open people's eyes and educate them. So mm-hmm. hopefully we did that and I didn't make everybody wanna go slit their wrists.
1: <laughs> Don't do that. It's bad for you. <laughs> yeah, it is
0: bad for you. Don't do that.
1: Um but thank you for listening. Um we will be back sometime in the next week or two when I find an interesting topic or when a politician does something that pisses us off so that's easy